Almost everyone in Utah County has heard of the Lafferty Boys. That's mostly a function of the lurid murders, of course, but the Lafferty surname had a certain prominence in the county even before Brenda and Erica Lafferty were killed. Watson Lafferty, the patriarch of the clan, was a chiropractor who ran a thriving practice out of his home in downtown Provo's historic quarter. He and his wife Claudine had six boys and two girls, in whom they instilled an unusually strong work ethic and intense devotion to the Mormon church. The entire family was admired for their industriousness and probity. Alan, the youngest of the Lafferty children, now in his mid-forties, works as a tile-setter, a trade he has plied since he was a teenager. In the summer of 1984, he was living with his 24-year-old wife and baby daughter in American Fork, a sleepy, white-bred suburb alongside the freeway that runs from Provo to Salt Lake City. Brenda, his spouse, was a one-time beauty queen recognized around town from her tenure as the anchor of a news magazine program on Channel 11, the local PBS affiliate. Although she had abandoned her nascent broadcasting career to marry Alan and start a family, Brenda had lost none of the exuberance that had endeared her to television viewers. Warm and outgoing, she'd made a lasting impression. On the morning of July 24, 1984, Alan left their small duplex apartment before the sun was up and drove 80 miles up the interstate to work at a construction site east of Ogden. During his lunch break, he phoned Brenda, who chatted with him for a minute before putting their 15-month-old daughter Erica on the line. Erica gurgled a few words of baby talk. Then Brenda told her husband everything was fine and said goodbye. Alan arrived home around 8 that evening, tired from the long workday. He walked up to the front door and was surprised to find it locked. They almost never locked their doors. He used his key to enter and then was surprised again by the baseball game blaring from the television in the living room. Neither he nor Brenda liked baseball. They never watched it. After he'd turned off the TV, the apartment seemed preternaturally quiet to him as though nobody was home. Alan figured Brenda had taken the baby and gone out. I turned to go and see if maybe she was at the neighbor's, he explained later, and I noticed some blood near the door on a light switch. And then he saw Brenda in the kitchen, sprawled on the floor in a lake of blood. Upon calling Brenda's name and getting no reply, he knelt beside her and put his hand on her shoulder. I touched her, he said, and her body felt cool. There was blood on her face and pretty much everywhere. Alan reached for the kitchen phone, which was resting on the floor next to his wife, and dialed 911 before he realized there was no dial tone. The cord had been yanked from the wall. As he walked to their bedroom to try the extension in there, he glanced into the baby's room and saw Erica slumped over in her crib in an odd position, motionless. She was wearing nothing but a diaper which was soaked with blood, as were the blankets surrounding her.